Eric wrote like 20 pages yeah, on no, why no, this you, was a great you, idea. You, you, you got pretty fired up about it, I thought. Yeah. My got, feedback was like, dude, there's a 98% chance we're wrong on this. <laughs> like, you should not tell people that we did a good job yet. I didn't uh I didn't know that the takeaway was, hey, we did a good job. You literally started just, with congratulations on three rich. Yeah. <laughs> You're rich already early. Look, there was an asterisk right next to it. <laughs> I don't know how much more clear I can be. Hello again, my friends, and welcome. Welcome to the second episode of Rolling Fun. These are conversations with my two partners in our early stage venture capital fund that we're just getting going. The last episode, we covered all of our backgrounds and the beginnings of the fund, if you want to check that out. Um, But you'll enjoy this episode, even if you haven't heard that one. Today, we'll talk through the first four investments we've made, a drone construction company, Nest for Water Management, uh, a very simple UI interface to make crypto accessible, and one more. We also chat through main reasons that we passed on startups and share a few of the incredible investors who joined us as LPs uh, so far in the last few months. Rolling Fund invests in early stage technology companies all over the world. You can invest with us. Uh, we'll, we'll help you put some money to work or perhaps we'll invest in your startup. Either way, we'd love to talk to you if you want to drop me a line on email or Twitter. And you can visit rolling.fun for more info. We're open for investment now and we'll hit our fund cap eventually, but it's first come first serve until then. If you enjoy this conversation and want to read more about tech startups and startup investing, uh, ejorgensen.com has my newsletter and blog posts and everything else that uh, I work on there. Please enjoy this conversation arriving at your ears in three, two, one. Okay. I feel like the most pressing issue in the tech world today Mm. is what would Twitter look like if Elon Musk actually bought it? Oh, yeah. He put it in an offer today. Do you see that? Yeah, no poop, Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just if you hadn't looked at your phone in the last three yeah. hours. Yeah. What would he do with it? No, I just, I, I love it. I want him to buy Apple next. Can he fix the Apple Maps? <laughs> <laughs> Anything he's pissed off about in life, he's like, you know what sucks? The federal government. I'm coming in. I don't know. I love the, I love the, the takes. <laughs> like people that don't understand how takeovers work and they're like wait what's happening he's buying more shares he's gonna get it this is gonna be terrible no man should be allowed to own this much of a company yeah i, I think i share elon's take that twitter is like a wildly undervalued company yeah and i think um there's no chance he's probably gonna get to buy it for what he's offered and yeah. i think 36 percent um, above i think share price? i think the move right is like they say no he announces a competitor the competitor doesn't work, but in the process, Twitter's price goes down. They say no. Work. He sells off his stock. Yeah. The shareholders sue the board for saying no. Yeah, but that happens every day. Like, <laughs> I think that's uh, that's just like normal public company bullshit. I think that it's a uh, look. I think the truth is like they nailed distribution. But, it's the but most if, important media company that there is. But if the value drops by like 50 percent post it's happened like three it, times the last year already. It already did that. Not related to a single decision where the board made a choice that 
push the share price down 50%, right? Yeah, but I think the Twitter board probably also thinks it's like highly undervalued as a company. And instead of a $40 billion company, it should be an $800 billion company and they just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. So I think it's a, whatever, I think it's good, good tech public market drama. Um, I think it would be hilarious if Elon owned it. Um, I can't quite imagine he has that much time in the day, though he keeps manufacturing more time in the day. So maybe. Yeah. I kept watching Jack just get his ass kicked and have to go on like month long meditation retreats and get hauled in front of Congress and being like, that job looks terrible. Why would anyone want to do that? Well, no, he for sure would not CEO it, right? Well, in the process, I learned, right, Jack owns 2% of Twitter. That's it? Elon owns four and a half times <laughs> as much of Twitter already as Jack does. Like, that's so crazy. <laughs> sip that burners out yeah yeah no it is is, if we're doing a a tech roundup it's like twitter what else what else is ridiculous right fast fast yeah Yeah. do you have any empathy for that guy well i did until i got to know him more right like i feel like like as soon as you start listening to his stuff it's the same as like the robin hood ceo when he went on during the uh the gme stuff and you're like, oh, man, you shouldn't have opened your mouth because yeah. like now everybody hates you. But before we thought, no, it's probably good intentions and just went awry. Turns out you're a terrible human. <laughs> hundred million is a lot to burn in a year. <sighs> I don't know. I'm going to say like <laughs> I probably. Some of your best times were at a hundred million. Yeah, burn. no, look, I think I think it hasn't gone really smoothly. I think that uh, that is one of those things where when someone offers you a hundred million part of the calculus that they make is like, Hey, maybe this guy's crazy or maybe he's brilliant. And more often than not, it breaks the crazy way. But when it breaks the brilliant way, it ends up being an amazing investment. Do not think people did not say that exact thing about Elon multiple times. It just or turned out that he was right. Adam and Newman, for example. Yeah. I think I have empathy for it only because like when someone offers you a hundred million because you hand waved really well and you said you're going to one click the internet and they give it to you, you're not going to say like, no, just kidding. Like, actually, I'm insane. You're going to say like, yes, let's go see if we can pull it off. And the investors on the other side, like they made a, they I, made, they made a bad bet. But, I think that's the hilarious bit is like, is like this guy, like, there's no way he was like, he, he did nothing to show that he could pull it off. Right. Like you, you would see, you would see at least some indicators along the way that like he could build the team that was going to go and execute and knock this out. I wonder if it was like one of those things where, VC one saw that VC two funded a one click checkout company and was like, we can't not be in that space. Let's fund any lunatic that walks in the door. Like no matter how long the odds talking are about Lyft, Lyft and Uber. Is that how that went down? <laughs> no, like that one actually is a good, that worked out great for both of them. <laughs> not, I mean, there was, the, but, the, but there was like four of them. You no, remember in San Francisco at that time, there was like an orange one with deer door mirror pockets. And like, there's a ton of those things. No, there's, yeah, there's always space for a number two, right? But I think that I don't think that's what this was chronically yeah. underestimate that part of the job, even at a hundred million dollars of investment for VCs is to take risks that might seem crazy, but might pay off. Yeah. And then they get super excited about the fail porn when they go to zero. Yeah. But like, that's how the ecosystem works, right? Yeah. Like yeah, you're you supposed take, to fail nine yeah. times and make, and make it. Yeah, all and so some are big yeah. and some are small and some you never hear about. And some, because they have just the perfect guy who wants the fame, even though he had the failure who goes out and is fine looking like an idiot. It's, it's, I think it's just part of the deal. And, um, it's, so, so like, yeah. I kind of, but, but like then, the, then the other one empathy. click company, the, the Ryan, is it Ryan Barlow? Burlow? Yeah. Dude, that guy, that guy's such an entertaining, uh, person to watch on twitter as well but like apparently his company's crushing it 
uh, uh, was so was fast until it wasn't like and do we know what bolts numbers are do they ever tell us how much no but it, that's exactly but he like, says crushing it like with so much conviction of course <laughs> exactly the fast guy he started to have doubt when he would say he was crushing it and like i knew i think we all knew he was oh doomed at that point that guy that, that playbook pisses me off because i it shouldn't work but it does like everyone talks about him because he's doing annoying stupid like mean things oh, he's to the people. only one brave enough to call out patrick collison is a murderous mob boss <laughs> which i've met patrick he's a nice man <laughs> but so are most mob bosses very gentle soft-spoken oh god yeah. so who's to say he just had one it was sequoia in the new york times you see that yeah i saw that i love it I love a little bit. I mean, just when then when if Elon buys the whole platform, just think what could happen. Here's the big question: Does Elon put Donald Trump back on Twitter <laughs> if he buys it? Does he bring Ryan Breslow is the CEO? Donald Trump's accounts back, dude. I could see that guy just like mix it all up to watch the world burn and uh, and would just laugh the whole time. I think that like what if it, what if it was just a great trolling moment for Elon? Do you think he really believes that like life is a simulation and he's just playing a video game? Like how close to actually acting in that life do you think he is? Wait, do are you saying do we all believe that? Yeah. 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 No, what? <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about right now? Level three. Okay. Should we talk about ourselves instead of just our opinions? Our fund? Yeah, whatever. The, mean, the fun that we're rolling up. Just a bunch tell of tall us, tell dudes us about talking it. about tech. That's what this show is. <laughs> Why do you have to make it so complicated, Eric? I don't know. Just trying to organize things, I guess. <laughs> Compulsion, maybe. OCD. Q1 recap, portfolio recap. The rolling fund. The rolling fund. We the, need, the, do we have an intro? Is there like some sort of music that plays when we say, we need a let's talk about the rolling fund. We need a drum roll. Al, you want to tell us about Wearloom? Wait, yeah. Well, so, no, it's not Wearloom anymore. We're rebranding. They are rebranding. It's gently.com. Which Eric thought would have been a porn site. It was, <laughs> I don't know how. What is gently.com? It's, it's just it's just like romance novel excerpts. Look, after spelling, it's spending like 10 years telling people how to spell zarly.com. I just commend anybody who has an actual word as their domain. <laughs> like that, the, the ROI on that. My domain first question is, was, be is it like actually just spelled like gently? Yeah. Or is it like a surprise I at the end or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no with, consonants. With five E's. Yeah. Only, yeah. only vowels. Yeah. No, so, uh, all right. So the idea on this uh, was was gently is, is going and crawling all the secondhand marketplaces and, and aggregating. So like the idea that you could you could just go look for this purse model X and see how much it costs from everywhere else. Uh, and, and that's interesting. I mean, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of tech behind like the ML to match all that stuff. Cause people are not great at writing descriptions or, uh, telling you what they're selling, but like the ability to go and, and sort of the, on Amazon, you have buy it new and then buy it used are all these options. It's like the buy it used for, for everything that could go be listed anywhere. And the interesting pieces that we saw were like, the uh, creating an asset class of your used goods and having a value associated with that, I think is, is a big play here just strictly in that data. And then, and then becoming like, they have no intent to replace the secondhand platforms. Um, but like, but like sort of letting those be exposed in, in bigger ways or letting secondhand actually be the preferred way of buying 
because it wasn't so much about is this a thing or where is it or it, you know it's this much here and that much there it's now just like a, a unified data feed that can go wherever the marketplace is and so we thought that was really clever there's there's like obviously secondhand is a is plenty big in its own right it's even bigger if it becomes more accessible i would say i would say the things we're most excited about like the idea of, of instant value on on your stuff and you knowing how much your your stuff is worth and you know me saying hey you might want to list this thing because it's now worth a x amount or the price is going up or down like, like i think stockx does that really well like real time basically yeah. auctions values like you just feel good opening that app and go, oh shit my sneakers are worth 800 dollars. Like, yeah, yeah yeah no so like i i think i'm very bullish on that the uh the thing that I'd be most scared about, or what what was the phrase we're using? Not scared, but nervous, like, uh, trepidatious. Like we're excited about a thing. What makes us the most nervous, and then uh, why we love them or whatever. But like the thing that would make me nervous, it's a young team. The founders are young. Uh, good indicators from other investors. Like there's a lot of people propping it up and and validating the idea. But it's like it's an ML heavy play, and uh, and that's I mean that's hard to pull off sometimes. They've got smart a smart CTO, but it's like we were very early. It's like two guys yeah. in a in a dorm room trying to make it happen. And so uh they're building their team now. All signs are good. They have great growth month over month. Like everything feels really good. Um, but if I was gonna call out a thing I was nervous about, it's just it's their first time building a company. Um, and that's why we matter. We'll help them. <laughs> uh and then uh yeah, so that was uh that was where loom now gently we're in. Which is a total, it's a, a useful product right now. So like people can go and like I sent it to a few people. I'm like, yeah. hey, you can go sign up now. Yeah. Get daily alerts on your stuff. Like they're not even, they're not even a website yet that you can do a thing with. It's just like an email alert of yeah. like, hey, we found this thing that you've been looking for. Yeah. Check it out, which is useful. Like the people that, people that I've talked to that like consume the, you know, secondhand stuff a lot. They were like, oh, that's great. Yeah. And uh, a little bit viral in that. But yeah, it's cool. Like use, cool. Useful MVP. And my first reaction when I first sort of saw this was like, why couldn't this have been done 10 years ago? Like we've had secondhand marketplaces, we've had thread up or yep. whatever, stitch, not stitch fix, uh, stitch, stitch, up. stitch up. Like w- where's the actual technology here? But there's like real sort of computing and ML innovation in like actually interpreting all of these different listings with different formats, with different structured data across yep. all these marketplaces and like stitching them all together and creating this huge kind of like, table in the back and there's like proprietary tech and data and oh, dude, cool yeah. like well, it's funny because the because like the the company that i'm building pretzel right uh there's there's this layer of like oh well, we'll just go catalog the world's skews the 400 <laughs> billion skews that make up everything you could possibly buy and we'll, we'll just index that it'll be easy <laughs> right it's like great index that times a million permutations of different ways it gets listed like that's a very hard challenge to solve and if they solve it, they they'll be in a great spot. But like mm-hmm. the dude, the catalog of SKUs and then marrying things into that, it's not a solved problem, even for clean databases. Like you go to the grocery store, you can't you can't, like the beans on the shelf are not easily matched to the beans on the shelf at the other grocery store. Like that's yeah. still an unsolved problem, let alone the secondhand marketplace stuff. So there's there's a lot of tech opportunity there for sure. Yeah. And the other one thing that jumped off the page to me at that with their retention, even at MVP stage is like super high, like 96%. Yeah. yeah is, nobody, nobody unsubscribes from it, which is, which is a good indicator on the product, right? Like people get it and they dig it. How much do we, can we talk about that? I think so. 
round value? I'm, I'm not allowed to disclose how much. No. <laughs> no, so our, so I truly our, don't know what the rules are, and I probably should. Probably, yeah. Probably. <laughs> I, 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 we're small checks. We're like, we're like 25K to 50K checks. Yeah. Uh, especially right now. As we get bigger, as we fill out the round, we'll, we'll be a little bit more because we don't want to necessarily do more investments. We just want to do a little bit more dollar wise yep. in these investments. But like, yeah, right now, everything is going to be 25 to 50K. So, okay. and that one was in the Q1 fund. So, yep. yeah, subscribers. Anybody who's in Q1 has exposure to that. Good work, people. You yeah, did a yeah. good job. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> what, what, on owning wait, some Wearloom. What Wearloom. else did we get in Q1? Because there was like three of them, right? Uh, there was two. Q- Wearloom slash Gently. We got a, a Gently.com and uh, Terran Robotics. Oh, yeah. Terran yeah. was the other Q1. Give me Terran. What'd you, what'd you like? What made you nervous? But, uh, Bo was the source of Terran. But I got really excited about it, and I still think Bo thinks we're crazy for doing it. But no, I like it. I think it's the <laughs> it absolutely is in the bucket of. Um, Wait, this was your brother knew a guy doing a thing. Yeah, so my brother called me. My brother, who is very sharp, um, called me and said that one of the very smartest guys he's ever worked with was starting a company in the drone construction space. Um, he was thinking about investing in it personally. We checked it out. Eric did a pretty decent deep dive on it. And it feels like sci-fi that's just in reach, right? (laughs) And I think that category of like in reach sci-fi, like, hey, this could work. Could it work in the next year or two? Is it going to take 10? Could it work with $20 million or does it need $2 billion? It is in that um, if if they can pull it off, it could be something really special. So, um, yeah, so we pulled the trigger on that one. I don't know if you want to deep dive into any other. Eric wrote like 20 pages yeah, on no, why no, this you, was a great you, idea. You, you, you got pretty fired up about it. I think. Yeah. My I, feedback was like, dude, there's a 98% chance we're wrong on this. <laughs> like, you should not tell people that we did a good job yet. I didn't, uh, I didn't know that the takeaway was, hey, we did a good job. You literally started just, with congratulations on pre-rich. Yeah. <laughs> You're rich already early. Look, there was an asterisk right next to it. <laughs> I don't know how much more clear I could be. I wouldn't say I was enthusiastic. You said I was a billionaire already. <laughs> All I said was I was excited about it. <laughs> There's just no guarantee of future billionaire status. Right. That's right. Yet. Yet. Right. Yeah, maybe as we, if we learn no, more. we'll be more confident in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. If they don't go out of business in the next year. <laughs> um, no, I got like, what did you, lo- what did you love? Or yeah, give us the synopsis and then what you loved and what were you nervous about. So I love that one super bold, unique and like far looking far out, right? Yeah. Like the premise is they have like, like drones that can carry like 20 pounds, right? Which. Yeah, it's like eight pounds. It's like, uh, imagine like those little quadcopter drones that fly around carrying, I don't know, cameras or whatever that are getting really, really good, but huge, like six rotors, 10 feet across, giant claw on the bottom, and it can fly around carrying these kind of like clay bricks and then fly over with a tool and like impact hammer it into an adobe wall and form a wall or any structure that you design it to do yeah because the the they they mix up like a like a clay and it's not even bricks they're just like scooping up mud and build it and like dropping it where a wall will be and then forming it up and it's like okay so i mean it's adobe structures that uh that they're going to automate it's like the idea that you could just put 20 drones and then a thousand drones just running all day moving this mud around it's like that that 
that is cool. Yeah, and, and like to be clear, we are far from that, right? Like I, that no, was we what saw I envisioned. A drone it. that picked up some mud and dropped it, and so they're like twenty feet away, it, yeah. and like yeah, and can carry the equivalent weight of a tool. Like that's the stage that we're at, but it's also like three guys real early. So the the tech is cool. I, I believe in the trajectory of the tech. I tr- totally trust Luke to know smart, capable people, yeah. and if anybody, if I trust anyone's outsourced judgment to know who the kind of people are who can pull this kind of thing off. Like Luke is the guy. Did you talk to the founder, the guy? I actually didn't. (laughs) (laughs) We're the worst investors. (laughs) You never even talked to the guy? We emailed. You you gotta pick up that phone. Are you a partner in this fund? (laughs) I just rubber stamp your request. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, God. I didn't talk to the Luke founder either. As you got talking about how much you trust Luke. Yeah. And Luke is not the guy building this or taking our money. <laughs> All right. We're going to have him on. We got, you got to have him on a podcast or something. I, I do want to yeah. have him on a podcast. I want to go out to Bloomington and go see these drones flying around. That's a good trip. Um, we should take that trip. That'd be, that'd be a good drive. But yeah, they build these cool. They're, they're like, I don't know. They're testing these things out and like they, there is enough. I like one of the things I like about them is they are showing progress enough publicly that I didn't feel like I had to like dig yeah. into a ton of shit. Like there's a lot of no, people that like there's legit like videos of like here we are in the shop doing yeah, this thing. They got a YouTube channel. They've got they've been putting up videos for a month. They've got a they sent like a deck and a memo <laughs> and a law like there's there was, they, there was a lot in real there. stuff. We had to believe they were real. All right. Well, I'm gonna convince you now, people, dear listeners and LPs that have given us your money. We will not give thousands of dollars to anyone without calling them on the phone first. <laughs> that, is a good, that is our commitment to you. That is a good as thesis. stewards of your money. Did you talk to the Wareloom founders? Yes, of course. I talked to Wareloom. Just checking. Sam's a nice guy. <laughs> Oh, oh man we should have talked about that a few weeks ago <laughs> can we edit that out in post nobody needs to know these dark secrets of ours <laughs> that makes me even more hopeful that this is the one the fun returning company dear investors congratulations on being rich already asterisk out. there are no words that will ever be eaten <laughs> so what made so you nervous about yeah, what, what made you nervous about this venture what, what made you nervous about <laughs> fact, we don't know if he's real that we're, that we're saying he has a youtube channel so this nigerian prince must be a real thing no the let's see the things that would make me nervous about this investment are are strictly that it, it's like i mean it's robots and it's just really early uh, we, you know, like the, the ability for them to do all the things that it will take to make a house is, uh, is early the things that make me excited is like dude, the, the idea of like going out to some random mountaintop in a desert and not needing to take a cement truck and lumber to build a dwelling. Like I want to do the tiny home village in the middle of nowhere. Just like great drones. You keep rocking. <laughs> you fly, drop, charge and keep going. And we're going to have a bunch of like cool little houses, Adobe houses that are, the intended lifespan is going to be 15 years. And uh, that's, oh, dude, that's, Adobe lasts forever. Listen, like, I've seen mud in the wild and it doesn't last forever. There's no, like I, 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 castles in Africa built in this stuff that is like they were they're 
like 12 to 16 inches thick. All right, that sounds pretty good. They're rad. They're like I don't know anything about Adobe, so I uh, I will redact my previous. So this is a big assessment. this is a big part of their of their collateral actually was like, hey, most people don't know that much about like Adobe Earth structure, but we're trying to like replace the sort of like frame insulated drywall construction thing that has just become popular that is like not that long lasting quite expensive but like cheap plastic materials because there's four different subcontractors that have to do yeah. all this work the scheduling it takes forever and they're kind of like look we have these walls are temperature regulating humidity regulating they are super super structural they're thick they're cheaper they're half the cost they capture a bunch of carbon and like we I can just, build them true, cheaper. like if you didn't need cement to build your house right like you start cutting out a lot of the things that Maybe is this a climate investment? This might be in our climate. They, like they could reasonably sell. I mean, they probably get some economic boost from carbon credits. I think. Uh, I don't know if it's like, yeah, no, but SG and E investment the thing, or whatever. The things but, that make me nervous are just like it's a big reach. It's a big reach, and we got to see if it can be done. And also, we've never we've never met this person, yeah. so we don't know if he's real. Uh, those are the two. If I had to pick two things, <laughs> it might give me a little angst. Yeah, definitely more risk that we're too early than too late on this one. Um, yeah, but I I like the but fact we're, that there's, we're early. I mean, we're supposed yeah, to be. That's where we're supposed like to be. Like leaning into it. I, I like the idea that there is a potential for accumulating advantage in like a physical world thing, like the AI that you have to and the software that you have to build in order to train the drones to do the stuff. Yeah. Like it is a hardware challenge. But there's software advantages and pricing and scale. And when, when the to to pat ourselves on the back, I mean, what you got to do is find some really smart. You don't need company builders at this point. You need guys that can solve the problem, and then we can help them piece together the company builders, right? Like, yeah, like this is three PhD. I don't, I don't know if that's who these are, but like, I would think you just want three really smart humans that are saying, "All right, how do we make this thing go?" And if they can solve it, we can build a company out of it. Yeah, we, we would happily help them build. Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, in some ways it's similar. I think to gently where it's that's the risk we want, right? Yeah, we want the risk of like, hey, we know they're really smart, we know the space is really interesting, we also know it's really hard, but like, uh, they these are not companies also that are like ready to take thirty or forty million. So it is where like yeah. fifty thousand dollar checks like really help, and the ones that work are can really go. And so I think like that's that should always be in the risk category for us is like two three four really smart young people right that's the right risk check yeah doing something awesome like let's see what happens it does feel weird to justify it in audio form after the fact where it's like wait why did we do this but it's like no wait we find good ideas yeah. with founders that want to build them jockeys that want to ride that horse and we go back the the uh the people and the ideas that we think are going to go like that's what we're supposed to do so don't make yeah. us feel bad, people. That's all we're saying. Like, we're doing a good job. We're doing fine. And that one is 80% tech risks. Like, if they can do that for that much cheaper, then the market will 100% be there, which feels like the right thing to do. Like, also, yeah, if we could ride a drone, the right kind of risk. If it can pick us up and take us for a ride, I think it's all worth it. I think that's coming. We could pay that's back coming. this full amount. If I mean, it if they can give us a ride. Like, how many. It's like, like, I don't know, 10, 10 of those drones. They can pick up a 20 pound brick. It's probably more than that. I think the weight of those things is probably. No, it's, it is hard. Like with the quadcopter, the, uh, well, no, there was a quadcopter that was like giving right. had a human, a human cockpit thing. No, but it is, it's a hard technical challenge to like lift 300 pounds. Yeah. 
stably with, with and that, then yeah. apply force with a tool while staying stable in the air. But, but, and that's what was in that post is like basically this whole like 10 year history of advances in drone, like AI piloted drones that can do crazy stability. And like, you can just throw one up in the air upside down and it'll immediately like self right. Yes. And we know what drones and, are. Yes. Like, you know what drones are. I think it underestimating like the, ability for tech to self-drive those things and stabilize them with what becomes yeah. possible like, like this when they become bigger scale is pretty rad so so that's see. my rationalization if you're in q1 you've we'll got see. exposure to that baby tim if the ceo is a real person <laughs> then that's true look he sent me emails he's probably a real person i gotta say i think it's very very important we bring him on the next podcast <laughs> it may be the most important thing we do in the history of our fund guys is is actually and maybe even fly him to physically be in the room yeah, <laughs> yeah. we just want you to drink a verner's <laughs> what's so hard about that a newspaper with today's date on it <laughs> So that's the wrap for Q1 funds. Uh, <laughs> Again, one, your geniuses for one, being in here with yes, us. Yes, one company uh, with a real founder and one with a hypothetical founder. And I feel good about both of them. Yep, I did too. Equally good. Uh, let's follow up. We got some Q2 ones we've already done. Q2. Uh, Lumo was the first. Let me give you Lumo first because Lumo is a friend of mine. His name is John Hinnigan, and he is a human being that I have touched with my hands. We're in. <laughs> why were you touching john hennigan with my hands at gently.com right. uh no, so, so john john is a super smart engineer like i've tried to build things with john a few times if i could talk him into coming and working with me i would have um he he built a company called think near which was the with tech stars back in 2010 him and uh ellie they built this company that was the first hyper local uh, DMP for like mobile advertising. The idea being like you could walk into a Toyota within a hundred yards of a Toyota dealership and Ford would serve you an ad, right? They were the, they were like the mm. first guys to come up with that. Sold that uh, like eight months after they started it to Telenav, the Israeli uh, uh, GPS company, and then uh, and then he he went on like just did nothing for a while, and then he was working at Google and. Amazon, you know, padding the resume, a bunch of golden handcuffs, was dying to get out of there and came up with uh, this idea, Lumo, which is, it's like a water management software. So it's agriculture-ish a little bit, but but they're starting with, with wineries, people that need like precise amounts of water at precise intervals. And the big opportunity they found is like, there's right now in that space, there's like, you got to spend a bunch of money on the hardware. And there's zero software for it. And so they're like, well, we'll just make this SaaS. You don't have any upfront hardware costs. You're just going to pay us a, a decent monthly fee. And we'll put the hardware in and rotate it out and give you great software. And uh, and we think we can win a bunch of this business. They got great backers and advisors from people in that space. But the thing that makes us excited about it is where they want to go with it, where they see, they see water rights sort of being represented on the blockchain and being bought and sold and being able to facilitate that. Sort of water, water, uh, you know, like like analysis and, and measurement is a big deal in that sp in in that world where that exists, and then uh, taking the the tech they build for that and putting it like in every place that water is touched is where we uh, 
we see it. And so incredibly smart people, they've already got like, they had prototypes out in the field and uh, people already signing, customers already signing up for it. Uh, they'll be, they'll, they'll be like in a good cash flow position in a year or two with the investment they've got right now. They don't need a ton of money to get somewhere interesting. And so uh, that, that was that one, like good actual human, great, uh, great bit of, bit of tech and sort of tech insight in the space where they're just like, man, we're going to be dumb enough to go and build software for a thing. They're like, there's not an irrigation, a farmer that has irrigation that can pull up his phone and be like, doot, doot, doot. there, it's all set up and look, it's perfect. Here's how much water went in. And here's how what, it's like, no, you're looking at these old dials and like, think of your sprinkler systems that were in your dad's garage. Like that's still how it runs. And, uh, and so replacing all of that with new tech, new software, new hardware, doing the whole thing. It's a good mix, uh, similar to density, the pattern of like, they, they are producing the hardware, yeah, but selling it in a SaaS model. Yeah. Well, and let me tell you, like, I guess if there was a thing that I was nervous about with them, it's that they would get stuck along the way to the big vision in like trying to support a customer base in an $80 million market, right? Like, like they go and get $80 million and, and they're sitting in a spot. There's a very real chance like to support those customers it consumes all their time and energy and they can never get to the stuff that we're really excited about um would probably be my biggest fear but uh, you know not not a terrible outcome for us even if that does happen but like but like they're they're smart enough they got stuff coming out like i'm confident in a lot of areas but like their their version one market is big enough that it could swallow them Mm -hmm. but small enough that it's not huge for us yeah Yeah, i feel like there's distribution risk in agriculture, just like that's a hard yeah. market. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think I agree. Like high odds of a decent SaaS business with like upside potential upside for something huge. He's committed me but, to catfishing for the product on farmersonly.com. So I might have to go. Mm, you would crush on farmersonly.com. Oh my God. Thank you guys. Yeah. You know, I mean, you didn't have to say that. That's no. very nice. <laughs> Happily married, so it'd have to be a catfish. It couldn't be real. But he's married <laughs> to a farmer, so it's uh, what you'd expect. Yeah. Look, at, there was another thing to cover on Lumo. Oh, oh, the, the like California is starting to regulate um, requiring yeah. requiring reporting for water use and irrigation, but like potentially way, way, way more of that. Yeah, literally, um, if you have a personal well, you now need a like you will yeah. need a solution that monitors and measures and says how much you're doing, and like. No, nobody's got great versions of that yet yeah like, all right yeah go build it guys go yeah. knock it out yeah so lumo can help automate no it could reporting. it could accelerate a lot like there's a there's a real chance that a big opportunity meets these guys on their path yeah that would be awesome I, yeah there's a lot of like uh, again kind of climate techy in, in nature maybe we're very influenced maybe by we're, climate maybe we are maybe we're going to save the planet on accident <laughs> Biodome 2 will be about us. <laughs> I think last podcast we created peace. Uh, yeah. So now we'll just create abundance. Everybody will have a home and water and you're welcome. Everything will be easy. And, <laughs> and gently used let, clothes. Let me let me early congratulate you on saving Congratulations. the planet. Yes. Uh, okay, next uh, second company in Q2, Stable Gains, which came from just, Will we be in stable gains by the time this goes live? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, we can cover stable gains. Yeah. These guys reached out when they're they're about to be finished with YC, 
um, and just reach out or like, hey, I saw that you invest now. We've been like reading your stuff for a little bit. This is a, this is a props you, to Eric. He gets deal flow because people. This is this is that passive. They've yeah, never met him, but they assume flow. because they email him, he's very smart. It's true. Yeah, it, like being able to really carefully curate the stupid. Yeah. Things yeah, that you say oh, out of your personal geez. presence and just publish the smart things online really creates this false impression of intelligence. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> smart. Beautiful. You're a nice, nice uh, gentleman. These guys I did talk to. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I can't end that that's now the trope that we're just beating. I can't even episode. edit it out now because it's, it's been recurring. I'm so so sorry. yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. No, it's a, it's a lesson well learned. Talk to the founders you invest in. <laughs> I was just trying to be low maintenance. It wasn't our biggest check. No, there was no. a tight timeline. Yeah, I was traveling. I didn't want to schedule bother people, so we just said yes. I'm unclear if this podcast will be publishable. <laughs> <laughs> we are so sorry that we lost. <laughs> Wait, were we making fun of the fast co-founder? Or are we on his side? I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, he's our, he's we, our latest LP. We are, we are so sorry that we lost your $120 million. I think he took secondary. I tried so hard to build this uh, company for you. Anyway, Stable Gains. We like Stable Gains. Stable Gains founders reach out. They're in YC currently. They have uh, a relatively high valuation for having already being like as far along as they are, but they are growing insanely fast um the the product is basically a very simple web 2 front end for currently anchor protocol but soon to be other crypto stuff and it basically like anybody including your mom can go on and deposit money and earn 15 percent a year on your cash um there's still risk there like anchor is new and my favorite part was when bo was analyzing this and said I threw a million dollars into a thing to try it out with another one. And I made money on that too. And it worked like this. You know, actually we talked, it was this one I liked because last podcast we talked about kind of where web two and web three meet. And there's all of this stuff going on in web three that people are trying to figure out. And it is crazy that you can go just as an individual and lend money to people who are going out and making very big bets in the world of crypto and lending that money pays outside rewards because it's like just a new frontier. And the stable gains guys have just done the, Hey, what if we made a really clean web two front end to get exposure to that web three? There's margin in that for us because it's hard to go get spun up in the crypto world and have the right wallet and buy the right thing. And they're like, instead you can just send us your money and we'll go chase and and secure the kind of highest gains for you with no work. And that just, I think, I think we're going to see actually like hundreds of companies like this, yeah, that yeah. just like web three easy button. And yeah. it's actually going to really help web three because it's going to onboard all these people who might not have gotten into it. And then you start digging around and figuring out like, Hey, there's like a lot of ways to kind of like leverage that whole ecosystem. And so these guys are just kind of right down the middle of that thesis, I think. Yeah. When I loved, I loved like your experiment was like, all right, I can go and do this myself. So you connected your wallet and you went and staked it against the thing and you earned you earned good returns. And, and, and I and thought it, the whole time, if I asked my dad to do this, there's literally zero chance. Well, yeah, no. Like, like this is your world. And it was like 45 minutes yeah. to get done, but you did it and you're, you're making a great return. And it's like, all right, you can ACH money in and like my dad can ACH money. And so like go to, you go to stable gains, connect a bank account, put, put 10 grand in and you're going to earn 15% on that over the course of a year. And like the fact that the fact that our dads can go and do this or our moms can go and do this uh, and they don't have to get a wallet 
and they don't have to worry about, you know, what are gas fees and am I on the right protocol? I mean, I've like tried to do, I'm, I'm not a dummy and I think I've got like a couple grand stuck in some random protocol somewhere like on the way and the gas fees didn't work out. And now I'm like, well, I need, I need ether, Ethereum now to get that money back. Ah, screw it. I'll just like, maybe it'll grow. But like my mom could never navigate that world. And she'll be like, oh, so I just wired her ACH 10 grand in. And then I get this money and it'll give it back to me and I can pull my money out anytime. And I don't have to think about what a wallet or a protocol or learn any of that stuff. And, and, uh, you know, the fact that it's a two minute thing that they've shaved it down 45 and you get, and, and stable gains, obviously they get a little chunk of that return as their profit, but like you would give that up so that you, you didn't have to worry about it. You could talk in dollars and not coins if you're, if you're an old dog. So we, yeah, like it a lot. Think that there's a, there's a ton of room. If you're building more like this, talk to us yeah tell us what's up yeah Yeah. it's not uh a lot of the crypto native people are like oh this like they just don't to them using a wallet is easy and they're like everybody should have their own private keys and be fully decentralized and all this stuff and it's just i think they underestimate how much of an on-ramp people need with tools and products and stuff that they're familiar with and so i think we're gonna see like quite a long period of time where these are all really good businesses and actually position really well to go from you know stable gains with 10 million or 100 million users could very easily say like hey do you want an extra three percent do you want to move this transition this to your own wallet do you want to like turn this into coins um so i think it's a really cool uh thing they're growing like 15 percent a week or something insane like that uh they're they're new so the numbers aren't small but they're big enough to be meaningful the payback on a new customer is like less than a month which is crazy Yeah. yeah excited about that one definitely risks involving like competitive things i think like there's nothing deeply proprietary about it so there's a little bit of a blitzkrieg um there is underlying risk of whatever protocols they're built on so like if the stable coins lose their peg i think a lot of people that don't fully understand what's happening on the back end of that 15 percent will be like pissed and they'll be pissed at stable gains not be like oh i took an assumed risk that i understood perfectly and yeah life happens like that could be bad um, but, but also that's why you give them a chunk of the return so that you have sure. somebody that's like stressing about that and adding other options and diversifying and like yeah and all, that's all on their roadmap yeah. um, which man it's it, it really like it's one of those things where it's easy to look at and be like everybody should just be able to do this and they can make it themselves like why would we invest in this but man the web 2.0 version of web 3.0 there's a lot of money to be made there yeah ton. yeah i i love i love seeing companies that are working on clean on ramps to web three yeah and they're really hard to build i think and it takes people who really understand the not clean on ramp because they're not just building it for themselves they're building it for other people and i think that space is going to be it's going to be really hot and it's going to grow really fast and it's actually going to um drag people into web three in ways that they never would have gotten there themselves and just which just creates more and more kind of value in the ecosystem so um yeah uh, uh, you said it out like i love this kind of company the more companies we can see like this i think the better because there'll be lots and lots of winners yeah it, and I, there's a lot of people i think who are like calling for oh we need easier onboard wallets easier this and like this is actually the solution it's like make it feel like something that you already yeah. know how to use when, when dude i love like white label this let every neobank let you earn 15 percent in your in their little thing and then like use stable gains in the back end like i love it. yeah absolutely so things that anybody listening can do to help those companies i mean gently.com you can just use yeah go sign up lumo 
uh, or Terran, like their customers are general contractors um, and they're hiring mostly engineers. Um, if you're an engineer and want to work on robotics and quadcopters. If you're, if you're a general contractor who's cool and believes in the future that is also cool um, and want to build some earth houses, you can reach out to Terran. Are they taking cool contractors stuff. right now? Yeah, they, they've already had, they had a, a few LOIs like this no summer, way. which is rad. Um, I'll be a contractor. I'll send an LOI. I, I'll was, build I was like, this, I'll build a house. With so them. Like, I want them. Yeah. I was going to say, these guys are a short hop away from Al's true wisdom of they don't have to even buy a city. They can just build a city <laughs> yeah. themselves. So maybe they just Dude, build like a great little Terran city some, outside of some your city. Some big rancher with 7,000 acres is just like, yeah. how did a town get here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, it's the future of swatting somebody where you're like, no, I'm going to build a house in your backyard. You know, <laughs> Al can't keep a close eye on all 200 of those acres. I'm going to sneak something in there. Dude, that's right. 1,000%. I just show up and be like, they're here. <laughs> so they move, the squatters are here. We're going we're to build a podcast studio in your, you know, deep in your woods. Adobe podcast studio squat on, on a ranch would be amazing. Or go to a helicopter pad for some hospital and just squat there in your new house that you built. Like, there's so much we could do with this i think build it fast enough that it just like happens in the middle of the night yeah know, yeah that's what i'm envisioning yeah, i need yeah. an eight hour turnaround <laughs> yeah. come um, out with your cup of coffee in the morning what, what's up guys this uh the, you, you didn't want my house here fine <laughs> find your house now whatever i saw that on the terran youtube channel they there's a new video they like built a test wall and then we're like seeing what how robust it was and they started like shooting at it and bulletproof started shooting like big rifles at it still bulletproof stood there with a like polybutylene torch for like five minutes still perfectly standing that doesn't fine. sound like that engaging of a youtube video it was five minutes of standing with the torch. They, they cut they smash cut in the middle of the of the <laughs> torching part but like robust walls yeah as walls drywall ain't very, bulletproof no yeah you're so, worried about kids punching a hole in the drywall? You're worried Not about the happen. Russians invading you, which we have to be now <laughs> yeah. because Russia sucks all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, build a wall real fast. <laughs> what if these things were ready? <laughs> Got to hurry up with Taryn. Um, mostly to make me look less stupid <laughs> i like that I, I would love it if he got on here it was like actually it's pronounced Tehran. uh <laughs> like the first thing out of his don't want you to feel like an idiot. It's uh, it's Tehran. <laughs> we oh, wanted it to get confused with, yeah, yeah. Thank you, <laughs> appreciate that. Okay, f uh, like fund updates. Um, despite our stupidity, or at least my stupidity, I'll only speak for myself on that. We, we have we have a number of new very smart LPs, which <laughs> continues to surprise and amaze and delight me. Um, Bology became an investor the last oh, that guy's couple great, months. Man. Yeah. I will say he's never talked to us. I don't know. You've talked to him. Yeah. I did, I've never talked to him. Is he real? He might just be an AI simulation. Look, Al, you got to believe that people that you haven't touched are real. Like, yeah, that, that is a thing that exists. Okay. All right. I'll take this. <laughs> it seems crazy to me, though. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, it, I see you over and over. So I'm working on the. No, he's, the, he's great, though. Like, he's, yeah. And he's killed it on a bunch of his investments. He's. Didn't, I mean, are you doing like a futurist? book with him or something i'm doing an almanac of biology next so like same style as the one with okay. naval but for biology and so i'm spending like 
multiple hours a day reading all the stuff he's ever written and said and like learning all this how cool that he's coming in on our stuff that's awesome and i keep being like hey i'm investing in these companies that like like he there's a literally a few paragraphs that he's like predicting something exactly like stable gains he's like we will see a ton of like very friendly web 2 front ends with crypto back ends and like we've had fintech for 20 years that has just been like covering up the dog shit infrastructure but now crypto will actually make the infrastructure work but the UIs, we've already spent so much time making them great. So just use the great UIs and like speed everything up on the back end. And I was like, oh, yeah. Bology said that's smart thing. Stable gains. Uh, yep. Let's do that. Um, and then went and I was like, hey, Bology, this is like two times this has happened now where like you talked about a thing conceptually that I ended up then investing in. And if you want us to like put some of your money in these things, like this is great. And he's like, yeah, cool. Love it. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. It's thank, all, thank you. Thank you, Bology. Um, yeah. All the, all like, ideologically aligned and he's always like 10 years ahead which no, and he's killed I, it with that which just kind of makes me more confident being like yeah let's do this stuff that's like crazy far out he is and, he is a fun thinker man like i listened to his tim ferris podcast mm-hmm. and and just like a very thoughtful you know i expect i expect like futurist guys to talk like i talk about i get talking really fast and be like oh my god it's gonna be so crazy and like <laughs> no and they're gonna come in and it's gonna be wild he's just like this very measured like no uh, so i've thought about this and here's my thinking yeah I, I don't need to convince you my words will do their work <laughs> uh yeah so he he's awesome um matt gets president uh or ceo of block tower capital which is delightful since we were like hell yeah let's do all the crypto stuff we can um they see amazing deals and he's and ari are just wildly smart and everybody that met them awesome they've been killing it um and they're starting like a later stage vc fund now too um so we'll just have like more and more and more stuff we'll from our pro rata yeah i mean i i genuinely hope we can have a good like be functional scouts for them kind of through this yeah um, that's awesome so that's a cool one um Stu Ludlow, who we're meeting just after this, who's the CTO of I I better invest, man. RFP 365. Oh, he, better. No, he, already, he already did. Oh, good. Thanks, Don't Stu. be mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really good CTO, working on something cool crypto stuff next. Wait, but, did he leave? What was it? C2FO? That's, uh, RFP 365. Oh. What did I say? I don't know. Oh. I might have. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Stu. <laughs> Stu. <laughs> Go, Stu um yeah rfp 365 one of those like classic like very boring but wildly profitable kansas city tech companies which seems to be what we specialize in yeah can we get a consumer breakout out of here that's not h&r block yeah what would it take hallmark amc amc is that yeah yeah good for us (laughs) wow it's not gonna be zarly that's those (laughs) we're letting we held hopes of that one for a while Pretzel? Could it pretzel. Be pretzel. I'll do I'll do pretzel. Okay, I'll do pretzel. Yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd appreciate that. Your city would appreciate it. Thank great. you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. It's so it's, it's such a pleasure to be here. What's the pretzel update, Al? Uh pretzel, dude. We're gonna launch in two weeks. Uh we, we're launched. I mean, you can go get us in the app store. We're we're the third when you search for pretzel in the app store, we're the third one behind Auntie Anne's and like <laughs> and like corn dog on a stick. But uh <laughs> but we are gonna rise in those ranks. And uh no, we're we're uh yeah, we're gonna we got a couple of features that are gonna go live that we're excited about, which which will finally I mean everybody signs up you sign up right now and like and like put all your accounts on there and you're like, huh, why did I come back? And that's what we're trying to that's the loop we're closing where we'll get that all circled around. I want you listeners to know we we will not be investing in pretzel as the rolling fund. We find it a conflict of interest because I am involved that it just would feel weird. 
But if you'd like exposure to that company, call me. I'll talk to you. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't ask us. It would have been awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awkward. But like you have to recuse no, yourself. No, I did ask this. us. I was like, do we want to? And we're like, no, we don't. I, I even said no. I like, I refused my own offer. I was like, do you want? And then I was like, let me put on my rolling fun hat. No, this feels weird. The Q1, Q2 thing. Um, I, especially after I wrote Terra and people kept asking like, am I exposed to this or this? And uh, so each quarter is its own individual fund. Mm-hmm. And the deadline is like the last day of the second month of the quarter to be to subscribe and be included in that quarter. So end of February was the deadline to subscribe to the fund to get Q1 exposure and April end of May is going to be for Q2 and et cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah. So you guys can still be a part of these. Lumo and stable gains and whatever else we go into. Yeah. For the first like couple of weeks that this podcast is out, you can still subscribe to that. That feels generous of us. You're welcome, everybody. It is a pretty cool, like, I think it's not, it is not common that you can know some of what is in the fund that you're investing in already. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not common in that world, but like, you, you basically can wait 60 days to see what's in a quarter. I'm also really and then get proud of us it. for like taking everybody along the journey. <laughs> this isn't a normal bit of visibility into the process for most funds. I feel like we could do better at this if we were less honest about <laughs> what we were doing. And how. You're saying if we lied a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just, no, I think that's actually the standard practice in BC. <laughs> <and> so <laughs> the fact that we're like, we are nervous about some stuff. Yeah. Also, we're optimistic and we hope everything turns out great. Yeah. It's very rare. So, yeah, um, good on us is what I'm saying. Yeah, good on you. Good on. And good on we. you for putting good on us. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. We. <laughs> it's all about we. I think another thing, um, a ton of LPs and listeners have just said, like, a big part of their motivation was sort of learning how to angel invest along with us and getting a sense of, like, what goes well in deals and what goes poorly and what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do, um, quote, quote, unquote. and so I feel like it'd be good to talk about some of the reasons that we passed on companies that we passed on, not just what yeah, we went yeah. into. Um, I don't want to say like specific companies that we passed, but yeah. a reason to not invest in a company um, to show some of that kind of like the other path that deal flow goes in. Yeah. So the one there's a couple of reasons that come to mind, right? One is one is that they're too far along. So for us, a 25K check that in a hundred million dollar company, you know, we're saying even if it does get to a billion, that's a 250K return, like. Like that's not early enough. That'd be a great return. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe we'll do some of those down the road, but that like, we literally have to look for these very early, very risky, uh, you know, like, could it possibly happen because of the check size we're writing? Uh, you know, we, we, an, an $80 million company doesn't make sense or a hundred million dollar company doesn't make sense to get into necessarily where like something at 30 or 50 would be, would be easier for us to justify. So, so valuation starts to matter. The, let's see, what else? Um, I mean, by the same token, like you, it's got to either, but the rule that I go back to is like, I have to be able to see that it can hundred X. So yeah, like that either means right. you got to be like early with something that's, you and know, if it's hundred Xing at like a hundred million, man, what if we got it at 10? We would have like, been way smarter. I would absolutely invest in Stripe at a hundred million. Right. But like, I should have, in retrospect, obviously, idea, but like, if you see, if you see a, a, a true platform, something that keeps going that big, yes. that is like, even huge, if the, sure. it's crazy, like Stripe at like 6 billion was a genius idea still. Right. And it's like, yeah, man, like, like just being able to have that visibility and see it. And that's why, that's why I go back to hundred X rather than like, 
oh, 100 million is too high of a valuation. Yeah, that's probably, um, that's the right way to look at it. And by the same token, like, you know, something that's a $10 million valuation has to be able to get bigger than 100 million. Well, well like, the, the thing that's the thing that's enticing about those like further along companies is they've got it figured out, right? It's like, hey, we're making money. We're doing great. Yeah. We're a $60 million company. It's like, yeah, but I, I would love to be in that because look, you're printing money. You've, you've nailed it. Yeah. Now this feels like a very confident spend where, uh, yeah, the risk and reward happens, happens at this other, other stage. But man, you want, like, it's so alluring to be there in that very safe, like we're making money spot. Yeah. And then there's some that are just like high ass valuations. They're like, yeah. hey, we, we have a deck and we're asking for, we're raising on a 30 million. Like that's YC. That's YC. That's YC. Uh, <laughs> it's wait, YC marking wait, up their the, own what the, prior what other, fund. What are the other reasons that, that we let go? Like, uh, I, I find I, all of the deals that we have looked at so far, as soon as I can put them into a bucket that like, I don't care about learning more about, yeah. then I'm out. Like it, I don't actually care what the deal is, to be honest with you. I don't even, I, I don't care that much. Like if, if it's not interesting for me to think we're going to spend time talking about it and it's going to teach us about other investments and introduce us to be like, I think that to me is like, is it a thing that um, we are interested in getting smarter about as they build the company? And when it's not, then like, that's the easy out for me, like mm -hmm. actually more than valuation, more than anything else. Cause um, I mean, it's just like a big part of this for me. It's like, I love reading these and thinking like, huh, I did not know the water <laughs> industry was so interesting. And then you start digging into it and you're like, yeah. holy cow, it's massive. And it's interesting. Like, Let's do a deal there and see what happens. Well, you almost want to like chat with the founders, right? Yeah. Like have that be yeah. Where we, we have had a few where they're like, we're building in the, a new Lego block. I, I don't know what a dumb idea would be, but like parking for universities. It's like, all right. Yeah. We don't, don't care. care. Yeah. We don't care. We yeah. don't like, I don't want no part of that. Even though you might make great money. I hope you do. Yep. Like this isn't a thing that we want exposure on. Yeah. Some, some, I mean, what would make you say no to a founder? I don't know. Like, like again, uh, getting on the, like, as we, as we talk to them, because I've been on calls, like we talk to most of these people and they'll say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry not to, like, I feel like such a douche now, uh, I, but I'm saying we, like, we'll get on the phone with them. We, we chat, we chat with these guys and like some of them, some of them, you just get a weird vibe from, you know, where it's like, like, I wouldn't, uh, we're kind of going back to the hangout thing. I'm like, I just don't want to know you better <laughs> <laughs> which which is like reasonably predictive of like are people going to want to work for you are yeah. other investors going to want to invest in you like that is that is not just like being selfish with your time but it's a yeah decent predictor of how everything else is going to go um why else why else have we said no so far on, on a founder level on that topic like i think there are I don't know. I don't know if it's a founder or market, but there's a there's a bunch that I think are like this is like a shoe in for a fifty million dollar company, or you just get the sense of like this founder wants to like build their company and exit, and they will take any capital that they can do to get there. But they're not truly building a venture scale business to exit at yeah, like a service some business, massive or some smaller yeah kind of thing yeah, or or just like a SA a very niche SaaS app or something that's like this is a great investment. It's just like for a different kind of fund. I will tell you one of the things that's been a big win that I didn't have as a as a single investor, as a solo investor, is like we just we we literally had a couple of companies that we were looking at. We we're like, these are good ideas. And then all of a sudden we have like 10 companies. We got to choose two. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden we got way better at picking, right? Which I never like solo solo <laughs> Al. I'm just like, oh, I like you. Great. Here's a check. I like you. Here's a check. And now all of a sudden, with our combined deal flow, we have the the uh 
It's a forced curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah like, forced it's like, curve, man. Yeah. Great, you love them all. Yeah. Which two kids are your favorite? You yep. got to pick two that you're going to save. That's yeah. why I only had two. That's a, like, <laughs> in a fire, yeah. I know I'd have to leave one, and I'm yeah. not willing to make that <laughs> one range arm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a. You always it, it is painful to have like high opportunity cost. Like I kept, I, and I'm learning to separate. Like this is an investable company. Like I like all these ten. Yeah. From this is like, let's look at them as a set and see what is actually our best opportunity um, or set of opportunities and try to kind of get, so, get our money into those. So if you're investing at home, I mean, that's probably one of the best things you could do is like, don't write a check in isolation. You know, if you like that company, go what other 10 companies are doing something similar and who would you write a check into if you could like, that's a, that's probably a more positive way to look at it yeah. or to approach it. That's going to be safer for your money. Or even, I mean, like, I think you said your structure last time was like, you'd basically write four checks a year. It's like one a quarter, but like try to look at, you know, the five that you're going to get that quarter together. Not, yeah. Don't be like a first to the post. No, yeah, that's process. We, we get together for a lunch once a month. I mean, this is kind of our first time doing a lot of this. And so like we got together today though and talked through like five new deals. We're like, all right, let's say no to these and yeah. say yes to this one. And yeah, we, we like them all, but we like these yeah. best. One other reason for declines to finish that off is that is an unfortunate one is um, API risk. Like I've seen like companies that are built entirely on other companies where there's like a single point of like. Um, oh, like Facebook shuts off the pipe and you're dead. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a few success stories there, but I feel like there's a way, there's a huge pick? graveyard. Zynga it, is the, the success oh, story yeah. that I thought of. Oh, but, yeah. Um, but there's a lot more companies that All I feel the Twitter like Twitter ecosystem, any modern Facebook ecosystem, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, like you can build an amazing company really fast to 10 million and then have it die and disappear. And everything looks great until the moment that it flops. Dude, what a, uh, I feel so bad for those founders, man. Sucks. They were so right. Great products. Yeah. It's a better experience. Ugh. And they, they like deserve like and the customer loves the product and deserves access to that data in that way that like the platform just hasn't bothered to build yet. But it's like, hey, we'll probably do it someday. So we can't let them create value uh, like mean, on our data. Such outsized reward for building the platforms, though. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that's why the, the platform companies are 800 billion trillion dollar companies and the feature companies are not because um, they they live at the mercy. They live at the mercy of the platforms. So yeah. it's I mean, it's tough. I appreciate you hanging out with us today. Thank you for listening. You put up with a lot to get to that information. Uh, I hope you got something useful out of it. If you'd like to invest with us, uh, we have availability for investors to join this quarter. The deadline to join the Q2 fund that has some of the companies we mentioned in there is May 31st. The minimum is 16K a year, and we are limited, unfortunately, to working only with accredited investors. Please remember that startup investing is incredibly illiquid, very high risk, and nobody knows what's going to happen, including us. Please read more at rolling.fun to get some context. Uh, if you're interested, we'd love to have you join us and we'll keep publishing episodes like this and blog posts uh, like the one I wrote about Taryn to keep you up to date on all of our investments and uh, what's going on. We hope you appreciate the transparency and the spirit with which we do this um, and you're, you're along for the ride, bumps, bruises and all. If there are any questions or topics you want us to cover in the next episode, um, drop me an email or a tweet, and uh, we'll look forward to talking about that. If you like this episode, you might appreciate my episodes with Shane Mack, who was one of my inspirations for starting this fund, and with Chris Powers, who's an incredible operator and capital allocator. Some lessons to learn across those two. A thought to leave you with, make sure your money has a job. 
even if it's not with us. Uh, put your money to work somewhere. Make sure it's productive. And remember that your money can work harder than you can. I really appreciate you hanging out with us today. This is all about laughing and learning, building leverage, and compounding our faces off. What our brains aren't evolved to comprehend is how much leverage is possible in modern society. There's a revolution going on, man. Uh, go pay attention to it. Get a part of it. Get exposed to it. You're going to make money along the way. You're going to have fun. The call to adventure. This is the new form of leverage. Take a few quiet moments for yourself. Breathe deep and be well. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.